This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead with the Moorhead team. This is the Austin Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today we have Leanne from Fortunate Foundations on here, and she's going to tell us all about what they do in the Austin area involved in real estate investing and construction and really tell you her story and how she got here. Hey, how are you? Hey, Jordan. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to, to be on your platform here. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast here. So I've been, I haven't told you this before. I've been following you on Instagram for a few years. I've seen all your awesome projects. Obviously I live in the East side. I get to drive by them all the time. Uh, my girlfriend's obsessed with your builds and says, Oh, that's so awesome that you're getting her on the podcast and she can't wait to listen to. Great. Yeah. Well, I'd love to meet her. All right. Well, real quickly, Ann, Tell us who you are and how you're involved with real estate investing in the Austin area. Yeah, yeah. So my name is Leanne Wortman. I am originally from Alaska. I actually grew up on a very remote island in Southeast Alaska. Um, my father is a commercial fisherman, so I grew up on the ocean, and that's really where I kind of found my love for nature. It got really instilled in me because I was just always surrounded by the whales and the sea otters and every all the things. And um, I just loved, loved, loved nature. So I went on to get my biology degree and kind of went the corporate route. I got hired by the state of Alaska Department of Fishing Game, and I had my 100-ton captain's license because of all my sea time, and I was hired to do uh, work on a research vessel off the coast of Alaska, and I mean out in the middle of nowhere. Like at one point, we were 40 miles off of Russia doing um, crab research, an invasive crab species. So uh, but at that point, I couldn't, I only was allowed one email a day, and I'm just like out in the ocean in the middle of nowhere, and as a young 20-year-old, you know, that's all great and fun, but I'm like, what if I want a family, a, a relationship, like a pet dog, you know, stuff like that <laughs> that you can't have when you're out at sea all the time. Like, I spent about six months out of the year, if not more, out at sea. So um, I ended up leaving that job and I had no plan. Like this is all just a leap of faith on a whim because that's just, I guess, how I am. I, that's kind of how entrepreneurs are in general. But um, I was like, I'm going to go be an entrepreneur. And then I was like, what does that mean? I have no idea, but I want to do it like that. Entrepreneur to me meant freedom. So I heard about this flipping thing coming to town and um, I was like, okay, I'm going to go learn how to flip houses. This sounds like fun. And at that the flipping thing, I actually met my partner who is now my partner in life and in business. So we ended up joining businesses together after meeting. He left his corporate job or had just left it. I had just left mine and we were like, let's go do this thing. Like, you know, and we ended up doing our first flip in Alaska in the middle of winter. 
I remember it being negative 20 degrees and we had this like propane heater thing blasting it down in the basement. I know we don't really have basements in Austin, but it's this below ground level thing for, you know, area, the, the house, for those of you that don't know what a basement is. And we're chipping concrete and it's dark because it's Alaska in wintertime and we have the spotlight shining and we're doing all of the work ourselves and we're like this is hard and not very fun but we ended up finishing that flip and um going and doing a couple more in alaska but we decided to leave because we had a bigger mission we and we decided that we wanted to start putting solar panels on all our homes well Alaska, you know, a majority of the time of the year, it's kind of dark. So it's not really a good place to start doing that. A lot of people didn't want or care about solar panels. Plus, it's kind of like an oil driven state. There's a lot of oil rigs on the north slope of Alaska. So um, we're like, this isn't working out very well. Let's go do this somewhere else. We heard Austin's a great market. We had never been to Austin, but we ended up packing up our life, selling most everything, and putting a rooftop tent on the top of Lawrence, my partner's Jeep, and driving for six weeks across Canada, across the United States, and camping the whole way to arrive in a place we had never been. So I know that most people would not do that and would think it was crazy, but it was a lot of fun. And so far it's worked out pretty good. Um, yeah, so in 2017, uh, October of 2017, we landed in Austin. And that's when Fortunate Foundations was, was born, the company that we run now. And now we do new construction because doing the green building mission that we have now is really hard to do on flips. So we only do new construction and uh, we always strive to do five-star Austin Energy green build rated homes. And we're actually building the first passive house in Austin as well. We're, we're about to embark uh, break ground on that. Um, and all of our homes get solar panels and everyone in Austin is really receptive to it. And there's a lot more sunny days in Austin. So, you know, people yeah. see the value in that. So that is how we ended up here, how Fortunate Foundations got started and what we're doing now. Yeah. And I, I love that you're also incorporating the green energy piece into it. So I'm sure everybody listening has heard of Fortunate Foundations. Uh, I'm sure you have a huge Instagram following. I did not check how many before we got on here, but I know everybody that I know interested in real estate in the Austin area. And then everybody else has heard of you guys and knows what you're doing. And you do a lot of really awesome projects in the Austin area. Um, all new builds, like you said, they're all, they're all new build houses. They're all green energy efficient. But you know, I know you you ended up here and just came out of nowhere, never been here. That's crazy that you'd never even been to Austin before. And you said, hey, I heard it's cool. We're going to take off. And you're doing so well now. Just, what, four years later? Yeah, we just had our four-year anniversary. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. I didn't know that you just took off from Alaska. You'd never been to Austin. You said, we're going to go build build houses in Austin. Did it start? from building houses in Austin? Or did you say, once we got here, we did some flips, we can't do what we want, so we have to build new? We did a couple flips when we okay. first got here because it was just easier to do what you know. And yeah. we had 
had a few flips under our belt. So we did some flips. Um, they were, I think they got the three star, if I remember right, Austin Energy Green Build rating. But that since that's our mission and it, we found it very difficult to get a five star rating, we decided to, to start doing new construction. And But another thing is we wanted to keep the, the building material and stuff out of the, the landfill because, you know, we're all about um, the environment conscious construction and whatnot. So the reason we didn't just go to new construction is because it's like, well, what are we going to do with the old home? Because most land isn't just vacant. Most have an old home on it. So we did some research and what we found is that we could upcycle some of the homes um, if they're good candidates. I made up that on my term upcycle. It's when you lift up a house and take it and put it on another property and someone rehabs it. So it keeps the home out of the landfill. I, oh. I Coined the term upcycling, um, or maybe I didn't. Anyways, I didn't know. Yeah, someone might may have already used it, but I came up with that term um, for when we repurpose the home. We move the home. Um, if it is not a good candidate for that because they're just in terrible shape and we can't move them, we actually hire a company that um, uses Zen Robotics to to recycle the the building materials. So it doesn't just end up, you know, in the landfill it actually gets recycled at an 85% success rate. Wow, that's huge for recycling too. I, I'm not yeah. sure that a lot of people know this because I didn't know this until recently. What is it, something crazy like 15% of recycling actually gets recycled and reused? So the plastic bottles you're throwing in the trash there, it's such a small amount. I'm Don't quote me on the percentage, but it's something shocking where you think everything I throw in the recycling bin is going to get repurposed and reused. It's really not at all. But like you're saying, with a, a landfill, it's just all going in the landfill. Right, right. So that's really cool. I didn't know that you did that on a project before you're starting your new build, which is green energy efficient. I didn't know that you were then trying to figure out what do we do with the house we're getting rid of? Yes, yeah. We, awesome. we, we try to um, think through everything. I mean, it goes from what are we going to do with the old house that's on the property to architectural planning as far as making the home more energy efficient um everything every stop every step of the building process is thoroughly thought through that's awesome yeah so for people that don't know what is the five-star green energy rating from the city of or the austin energy what qualifies for five-star green energy oh that's a loaded question um <laughs> There are, there is a lot. It actually took us three years to thoroughly plan it out to where we can build homes on a more larger production because we're building about 30 homes a year right now. Oh. And in the beginning, it was really difficult to get a five-star rating. I think it took us at least a couple of years to actually achieve a five-star rating. Um, I actually hired, I have an employee and I sent him off to like some building science schools so that he could further his education and understand it further. So if you would like me to bring him on the podcast to talk more about it and unpack it because I don't feel like it's so in-depth. I, I can't really speak to it in too much detail. Um, it takes into consideration um, the R value of the home is, you know, as far as the insulation goes. 
We do um, two by six framing on 24 inch on center so that there can be actually more um, in spray foam insulation in the home because the studs are a little bit wider. And then on top of that, we go and we wrap the home with like foam board to stop thermal, um, therm thermal bridging. So like when the sun is beating down on the house, some, it, the energy can go through the stud and into the home. So the heat is transferring into the home. It's called thermal bridging. If you put in a foam board insulation on the outside of the home, it stops the contact with the stud. So it's a really obviously in-depth conversation and we could really get into some building science and all the things that we do. Um, but it takes into consideration the location of the windows. Um, you, we try not to have so many south facing windows because then the sun is entering in the windows, um, bringing in radiation into the home. We, um, it goes into uh, the fumes that are released, the VOCs into the home. We use paint that doesn't off gas. Um, all the things. It brings in health of the human that is in the home and then also the energy efficiency of the home and the impact and carbon emissions on the planet as well. So it's a very, very <laughs> awesome topic. If you'd like to get into it, we can invite my my guy on. I'm sure he would be happy to go into that. Let's do it. We should we gotta have him on, have a follow-up because this sounds really in-depth. And I yes. think everything always sounds simple. You think, oh, it's energy efficient. That means they have new windows. Um yes. clearly there's a lot more than that. Yeah, there is a lot more. And then we use solar panels on the house as well, and we mm. use pump, hot water heaters, heat pump, H, HVAC, which is kind of like um, a refrigerator in reverse. Mm -hmm. so heat from the room and puts it like in your tank, hot water tank to make it hot. It's, it's more energy efficient than any other hot water tank out there at this point in time. And it's electric. And most people think, oh, it's electric. So it's not going to be as efficient. It's like, well, when you have solar panels mm -hmm. and you have a heat pump, hot water heater, you're not going to, I mean, it lowers your utility bill as well. So that makes people happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you're just winning all around. It's safer yeah. for you, safer for the environment, and it saves you money. Absolutely. It's the win-win-win effect. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So real quick, Leanne, why did why did y'all choose Austin? Why Austin? There's lots of cool cities in the US. Clearly, you had a research process that led you to Austin. I know you've never been here before, but what led you here? Have you wanted to be part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but just haven't hit that millionaire status yet? Well, now you can, not even being a millionaire, by joining our new program, GoBundance Emerge. My name's Jamie Gruber, creator of GoBundance Emerge and member of the GoBundance community. And now you can join GoBundance.com slash Emerge, GoBundance.com slash Emerge. Use code Jordan for $100 off this 12-week goal-setting program and mastermind that'll propel you to being a whole-life millionaire. Um, we actually didn't have a research process, <laughs> which always blows everybody's mind. Yeah. Um, we had one family member here that said, man, Austin is blowing up and with everything, all the, the green building that you want to do and everything, I think that this city would be really receptive to everything that you're doing and and this was even before in 2017 that was before tesla and everyone started coming oh, here yeah. 
So we just heard it was a neat city. We thought we'd vibe with it. We thought that they would receive the green building and everything. And so far it's worked out good. So I think it was really just a stroke of luck, honestly. It's like the perfect fit. I mean, really, it couldn't have worked out better to do what you do to find anywhere else than Austin. It feels like you must have planned it out and there's so much research that went into it because it's such a perfect fit, especially the areas that I see your homes in such a perfect fit for what you do so it's awesome that you just landed here yeah so cool. yeah, yeah, yeah i think that um yeah struggle luck faith whatever it was a leap of faith totally to come down here somewhere where we had never been but um you know listen to the winds and sometimes you end up in the right place <laughs> absolutely yeah it worked out for you so anybody listening if you're feeling like you need to change just go <laughs> I say you're not a tree, so you can always move. That's kind of when we decided to come here. It's like, yeah, let's try it out. And um, I guess being a biologist, it was always a really nomadic job. I was always moving different places um, wherever they needed me to do research or work or whatever. So I was very open to the idea of just moving. And if it doesn't work out, move again. You know, not a tree. You can always move. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. You can always go back too. If it doesn't work out, you can always move back to where you move from and it's not going to hurt you. Um, So I, I heard the story of why you got out of your, your day job. What specifically attracted you to that first real estate investing seminar or what really pulled you towards real estate investing? Um, I read Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, and I was always drawn to entrepreneurship after that. I didn't know exactly what it would look like. I like the freedom that real estate brings. Um, There's just a lot of opportunity. And being a biologist in Alaska, I found myself being kind of stuck to the coast of Alaska because I had all that sea time. I had my 100-ton captain's license. It was easy for me to get a job on the coast. But it was hard for me to get a job elsewhere when I was thinking about moving because I like to travel and see other places. And so I felt like real estate, you can really do it anywhere and it can look like a lot of different things. I mean, you don't need to get into new construction like me. You can get into commercial. You can get into the passive game with rentals and all that stuff. So I just liked the versatility and freedom that it brought is what it basically equated to me. Yeah. And I, I, you guys really found what works well in Austin. So there's lots of things that work in one market that don't work in another. So, you know, you mentioned passive income through rental properties that can work here, but it doesn't necessarily work here the same way that it might even work in Dallas. So you got to figure out what works where you're going and do it. If you're flipping or you're developing, you're doing new builds, you know, eco-conscious new builds, Austin is absolutely the place to do that. Austin's probably not the place to buy single family rentals that are turnkey and just rent them out on a yearly lease. You're not going to do really well doing that, but you're going to do really well buying single family rentals that you can do Airbnb on when you can make that work or do monthly rentals. So yeah. Real estate is so versatile and there's so many strategies that there's a strategy for every market. What you're doing here in Austin works really, really well. And you're doing it at a really high level. And I love what you guys are doing. 
Well, thank you. Yeah. I also read, I mean, just going along with the mission, it, it definitely was the freedom and all that, the versatility of it and being able to live anywhere and do real estate. But I also read that um, 25% of the carbon emissions in the in the world, it comes from residential homes. So I also found it was somewhere where I can make a huge impact because that's also something that I love doing is just, I like feeling like I have a purpose and a mission bigger than myself and being able to help, you know, decrease the carbon emissions have a greater impact show that there's a better way to build also is you know near and dear to my heart well and you make amazing places for people to live too to have all those experiences and live their lives and that's really cool that you can couple all that yeah decreasing carbon emissions and making more energy efficient and healthier places for people to raise their families absolutely so I know you've done a bunch of deals, you've done a bunch of flips, you've done a bunch of new builds. Can you tell our listeners about a bad deal you ran into or just avoid advice on how to avoid a bad deal? So I know we had John Blackman, who's actually here in our office. He built something over an underground stream that ended up causing him a lot of problems. Do you have any sort of stories like that where you say, hey, don't do this or look out for this? What one? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You get into real estate, you're going to have a lot of uh, lessons. Yep. <laughs> um, the first one that happened when I got into Austin was um, I, we bought a property that had a JUA. And what that means is basically to access our property, we needed to drive across this other gentleman's property. Um, we thought everything was good. Uh, we, when the JUA came across, it looked straightforward. And we we're like, yeah, let's buy it. Everything looks great. The neighbor property, the guy ended up being um, an attorney who did not support new construction or, you know, people like us coming in and building next to his property. He claimed it would undervalue his home and other things, in which case it did not. Actually, his property value like skyrocketed after we built our home there. Sure. But um, I would say if you're going to get into real estate and at least at the level that I'm at, um, don't be afraid to invest in a really good attorney at the beginning to review your contracts and everything and make sure everything is good because that ended up costing me about $70,000. But yeah, so that was a, a big learning lesson, a hard learning lesson. But um, now I have attorneys that review all my documents and make sure my I's are dotted, T's are crossed, all of the things. So was it 70000 in attorney's fees? Um, and paying the guy money. Um, Just to get him to go away. Yeah, he kind of extorted me in a way. Yeah, it, to so that I could, he he could have drawn it out a really long time, which would have cost me more money. And he knew that he was a smart guy, a smart attorney. And so, yeah. in order for me to hurry up and get the project done because time is money, um, you know, I I had to pay him off a little bit to, in order to get him to allow me to build. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, especially he's an attorney, his time didn't cost him anything, it was just his time. And if he could make a big profit off of extorting you, it probably made sense for him. It's not very nice, but 
No, it wasn't nice. And then he just went and sold his home. Um, the right, right when we were getting done after we increased his property values. So when he was claiming that we were lowering his property values. So yeah, we were a little bit used and extorted. Um, hard lesson, but you know, we're smarter for it now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And in the Texas contract towards the bottom, it says, hey, if you have any questions about this, consult an attorney. I don't think many people ever do. But yeah, when you're talking about surveys and title documents, if you have questions about it, consult an attorney. That few hundred bucks it's going to cost you, it's going to be worth it in the long run. So if you've got totally, yeah. an yeah, And use your title insurance. Um, that's something I wish I would have done. I, for some reason, I didn't or I didn't think that the title insurance would cover it. I think that it may have. So, you know, if you run into something similar like that, there is title insurance for a reason. So yeah, absolutely. Afraid to use it. Yeah, any type of insurance. You know, I'm sure you guys get insurance on your new builds and make sure mm -hmm. you're properly insured, but we have that for a reason. So take advantage of that stuff and take advantage of the professionals involved with all that. Yes, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'm sure you have many more horror stories or things not to do, but we'll just stick with that for now. What's I should probably write a book about what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that that's where you, you make your money in real estate is just dealing with problems. You know, it's a problem business and it's important yeah. to understand that getting into it, that there's going to be problems and then you can overcome any of them, but there's always awesome people you can learn from, like just listening to this podcast and saying, Hey, I should have an attorney review my documents or I should use my title insurance might save somebody $70,000. Yeah, yeah. I hope that I saved somebody $70,000. <laughs> yeah, send Leanne some of it if she saved you $70,000. because she, she learned that lesson for you. Right, yeah. <laughs> Leanne, so you've done a lot of flips and a lot of new builds. What's one thing a newer investor should know if they're looking to get into spec builds in Austin? Uh, um. Just one. We only we only need one. I know there's probably a hundred, but we'll stick with one today. Uh, I I, do, I think it would be really hard for somebody to get into it in Austin right now, just because it's such a competitive market. Um, mm -hmm. It will be difficult for you if you're not a builder. Mm -hmm. It will be difficult for you to find a builder that's going to build it for you and do it on a um, good timeline because they're just so busy. Everybody yeah. is trying to come here and do that. So, um, shoot, I, I kind of, <laughs> I'm hesitant to give any advice because I just feel like it'd be really hard to get started. I'm grateful that I started in 2017 because if I was here starting now, like today, um, it's a much different story. And even back in 2017, I had trouble finding builders that would come and build. Um, I ended up having to fire them. And now there is Fortunate Foundations and we actually are the builders. Mm -hmm. Like we started our own building company because yeah. we can find a good builder to come and build for us. And especially not to the quality and standards that we have as far as the green building goes, because most people don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say don't pay too much for the property, um, which is going to be hard to do because it's uh, competitive here. Make sure you find a good builder, which is also going to be hard to do because, well, it's competitive here. Um, yeah, uh, 
I would say try to work with somebody who is knowledgeable. Um, try to find a mentor, somebody that can help show you the ropes because it's a hard market to get into. It's just very competitive. Sounds like having tight timelines can really hurt you too. So I, I, I'm a buy and hold investor. If I buy a property and the rehab goes over a month or two, it's not really a big deal. If it goes over six months, it's it's not the end of the world. But sounds like if you have a really tight timeline you need to hit and you're building a spec build place, it, you could really end up in trouble. Yeah, yeah, because um, since COVID especially, and since um, there's just a, such a demand here in Austin, um, it's hard to get subcontractors to show up on the site. And so if they decide not to show up, you know, you could get lose a day here, lose a day there. And just from everybody compound effect of people not showing up before you know it, you're a month or two behind your timeline of trying to get it, the home built and complete. And if you're working with hard money rates, well, that could really hurt you. Um, it, yeah, that can get really expensive. And then, uh, you know, the city of Austin planning and permitting you like who knows as far as that timeline goes you think like oh they should get through it in a couple months well before you know it six months has gone by and you're still waiting on permits <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of variables to consider and um if yes the timeline can really hurt you for sure yeah and you know i always wonder about that and i, I thought i knew the answer but i'll see people buy houses knock them down and then they don't seem to start on them for six months, three to six months. And I had a feeling the city had something to do with that. But, you know, it makes a lot of sense hearing from you that hey, the city takes forever. So to get anything done can take a whole lot of time. Yes. Yes. Hey, guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here. And I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it. That would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing, and I'd be able to help more people. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so. we're trying to keep our builds to a year, but if the city yeah. doesn't give us our permits to build um, until six months down the road, well, it's going to take over a year to get it done for sure from the time you buy the, the lot anyways. Are they just so short-staffed that they can't get people out there fast enough? Um, yeah, I think that's part of it. COVID definitely affected it. Um, the timeline is much longer. Plus, yes, they're short staffed. You know, Austin's booming. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody is trying to get their house permitted so that they can build and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's short staffed. I think it's um, city bureaucratic stuff as well and COVID. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a mixture of things. Yeah, there's always more than one thing going on. Everybody always wants to say, well, it's because of this. And eh, it's usually because of this, that, and the other thing. You know, it's yeah. not just one thing. So I'm sure that they're saying, hey, you know, we, we can't hire enough people to get this done. Our people are too busy and we need to make sure everything's safe for everybody. So I'm sure they have their reasons and they're good reasons. But, you know, like you said, it can take some time. Yeah. So I know you you. Your company is building a headquarters right now? Yeah. Right. Okay. What's next for Fortunate Foundations? Oh. So you're built, how many, you said you're building 30 a year, roughly? Yeah, we're building 30 residential homes a year, approximately right now. Um, we're getting into doing subdivisions. We're, we're just okay. about to complete our first subdivision. 
Um, we're also thinking about doing other smaller businesses, like um, as far as anything that has to do with getting your home green. For example, the thermal barrier in your home, just making sure that's all airtight and whatnot and insulating the home and doing it properly. We're thinking about starting up a smaller company like that to where it's like, if you also want your home green, you can hire us to come out and do the insulation on the home and make sure it's all airtight and everything like that. So there's just a lot of, um, you know, smaller offshoot companies just to help with the, the bigger overall branching mission of a, you know, creating uh, green homes. And so um, that and probably branching out of Austin eventually. We, we would like, yeah, yeah. And then providing education so that other people can build green homes because to further have a bigger impact, it can't just be us building the green homes. Like I, we hope to educate and share that knowledge with other people so that other builders can go build green homes. And that's really when you start having a better impact on the planet. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't do it all on your own. Where would you branch out to first if you're going to leave Austin right now today? I don't even know. We don't have a plan to branch out quite yet. I think we're going to keep it in Texas for a while, for at least the next couple of years. But yeah, yeah I'm probably a nearby state. You know, it's it's better to do it gradually instead of just decide like, oh, I think I'll go build in Singapore now. You know, like <laughs> I should probably keep it close by at first. <laughs> so you mentioned something earlier that I wanted to circle back and and make sure we talked about uh, a passive house. I don't know what a passive house is, but it sounded interesting. Yeah, yeah. So passive house is actually a German engineering rating. Um, they're actually much more stringent over there in Germany as far in Europe, as far as the quality of the build and home. So they, mm. they created this passive house uh, rating and we will be building the first passive house as far as the German rated passive house. There's another one that was kind of Americanized, which is a little more lenient, but we're gonna actually do the, the German um, passive house rating here in Austin. And it's all about the building envelope. Like to the point, so um, are you familiar with like blower door test, testing the air exchanges in the house? Oh, so in, So you basically, you seal up the house, and um, make sure all the windows are shut, all the doors are shut, whatever. At the front door, they will put in a blower door and basically it sucks the air out of the house. And you can see how tight the envelope or the house is. And in Austin, in order to meet code, you need to have uh, five air exchanges, uh, like basically the air exchanges in the house or less. Um, five meets code as far as the city is concerned. Right now, um, our houses are getting about two, two and a half. Um, a passive house, you can only have 0. 0.6. 
So it is just insanely tight, 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 tight. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what, long story short, it's kind of another thing where we could really go in and unpack it. Uh, I'm not the one to do it. Mm -hmm. If you would like to Google Passive House, you can learn much, much more about it. But that is mostly the gist of Passive House is they want the the, like building envelope to be really tight. Sure. Yeah, it's awesome. And I'm sure you probably don't really need to almost ever turn on the heat or turn on the air in a house like that. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> yep, that is absolutely correct. And it's so tight. Um, you don't want mold and stuff like that, you know, in your house. So yeah. you actually have to have like mechanical ventilation. You can't rely on passive ventilation in a passive house. And it's to the point where it's such clean air that if you have really bad allergies, um, a passive house is totally one to have because the air in the passive house is just so clean and I it's like above and beyond medical grade standards like it's probably cleaner than a hospital in Austin <laughs> so you're building one of these in Austin right now passive house it's about to break ground yes oh, cool. yeah it's the very first passive house in Austin that's awesome I'm sure sure you'll be able to uh, i'm actually having the austin business journals real estate journalist on here later this year i'll have to tell her about your passive house if she hasn't already learned about it yeah yeah sure yeah so where's this subdivision when is when are these homes can be ready to buy the subdivision you're building um it's in uh southeast austin is okay. where um, the, the subdivision process is still in place. It's We're almost done subdividing, and then we'll be able to break ground after that. So it's still oh, a while. Okay, cool. yeah. So I thought you were like, the houses were about ready to be purchased, but there's a, a ways no, no, out no. there. Yeah, not yet. Awesome. So real quick, I wanted to talk about something we talked about before the show here. So you do have investment opportunities for anybody that's interested and we can put the contact information to get a hold with of you and everything else in the show notes. But could you talk about your investment opportunities real quick and really what you're looking for and how people can be a part of what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So right now what we offer is a second position private money lending. So basically you can become the bank and we borrow money from you in order so that we can go and do these green homes that we build. Right now, we look for about $100,000 per person. And if you invest with us, there'll be a promissory note lining out basically all the details, how long you'll be investing with us, all the terms, all of that. And then a deed of trust, which is kind of like a lien on the, the house. So we can't sell the house unless you get paid out. So that really secures your investment. And we offer a 10% APR and a balloon payment at the end. And so you'll make your principal pack plus all the interest. Um, most notes are uh, 18 months just to make sure that we can build the house and sell it in time just because like what we talked about, all the things. If it takes six months to get a permit, we're not gonna be able to get it back to you in a year, even though that's our goal. Most of the time we can get it back to you in about a year, but the note's written for 18 months just to make sure and set realistic standards. (laughs) Over promise, or I mean, under promise, over deliver, get it back to you before the note's up. So just to make sure everybody listening understands, this is 10% interest accrued over time and you're paid at the end, correct? Correct. Yes. So if you invest $100,000, 
I'm just going to do a hypothetical here, and it takes two years. At the end of the two years when the property sold, you get one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Correct. That's awesome. that's absolutely right. Well, okay. no, because it compounds after a year. Oh, so. okay. So you get more. You get more. Yeah. <laughs> if that was a straight just a percentage rate, you're right. But yes, after it's an APR. So after 12 months, the interest goes in with the principal and then you calculate the 10% after that. <laughs> so I, just off the top of my head, and I'm probably wrong. I want to say that'd be 121,000 because 10,000 on the 100,000 and then 10% on the 110,000, 121. It is my math. I cannot do math in my head. I'm so bad at it. So I'd have to like write it all out, but you're probably right. <laughs> it's, it's right around there, but that's an, for anybody listening, that's an awesome interest rate that they're offering there. That's an amazing interest rate. You know, think about your bank. I don't even know how silly low they are right now at 0.01% that your bank's paying you. If you've got a hundred thousand in the bank, give it to Leanne. Yeah. And you're going to get 10%. What's that? A hundred times what your bank is paying you. And it's secured by real estate in Austin that everybody wants to buy. So that's an amazing investment. Anybody interested should reach out. Uh, and I guess that's our next question. How can people get a hold of you, Leanne? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram uh, at Fortunate Foundations, or if you want to follow me personally, it's at Leanne Randell. Um, you can also find our website, Fortunate Foundations, that's plural with an S, fortunatefoundations.com. You can look on our website. It'll show all of our listings. I'm actually listing four homes this week. I just listed a couple a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's in um, Montopolis. I'm listing 506 and 508 Thrasher this week. It's not on the MLS yet, but it should be by tomorrow probably. Um, 506 508 Thrasher in Montopolis, if anyone's interested. There's going to be a three bedroom, two and a half baths, and then also a couple that are two, two and a half, two bedroom, two and a half baths for anyone that would like a green home um, in Montopolis in East Austin, Southeast Austin. Yeah. So, real quick before I let you go, it seems like you guys are all on the East side. Is there a reason for that, or is this just where you're finding the best deals? Um, yeah, there is a reason it is because, um, I, we like the culture and everything of East yeah. Austin. It, it really fits. People seem to be really receptive of our mission in East Austin. When we first got here, we were all around, um, Austin. We're on the North. We're on the South. even a few on the West side, um, East Austin just seems to be the way the, the, where we vibe best also Tesla stuff like that's going in on East Austin. So, and to keep our crew, since we're now the builders to keep everybody kind of in a nice tight geographic location, we can be more efficient with our builds. So it's, it's a little bit strategic that way as well. So how far east are you going right now? Um, right now, let's see, 78721 and 78741. Zip codes, for people that know zip codes, are uh, about the farthest east we are at this point in time. But everything is moving further east. So we're, we're going to be moving in order to 
find new deals, find new lots, um, purchase them, possibly subdivide stuff like that. We're, we're going to be moving further east. All right. So we're about done here. Leanne, is there anything our listeners can do for you? So we have lots of real estate agents and lots of real estate investors listening to this podcast here. Is there anything specific you're looking for? Of course, you can provide awesome returns for investors so they can all reach out to you. But is there anything our listeners can do for you? Um, follow me on Instagram and Facebook. That's where you can really stay in touch. That's where I make a lot of announcements. Like, you know, I announced the the Thrasher Homes uh, off-market opportunity at this point until we hit the oh, MLS. Cool. So anyone that was following knows that those are coming before they actually hit the MLS. So like and follow and reach out to me. Um, yeah, just if anybody's interested in making a good return on their investment, we're always looking to partner with people that love our mission and want to earn a high return. And uh, if you know anybody that wants to buy a house, we're building lots of houses. <laughs> I'm sure you will have no problem finding anybody who wants to buy your houses here in Austin, but we will send them your way. Thank you so much, Leanne. This was so much fun. I can't wait to see all the new projects you have going and always love following you guys on Instagram. Got lots of really cool stuff going on. Thank you, Jordan. It was a pleasure to be here. All right, everybody have a great day and thanks for coming, Leanne.